But you know, we're broadcasting live from OhioCon today. Not really. Uh, Sunday's a pretty bad day for OhioCon. Is it, Justin? I didn't make it up there yesterday. Why is Sunday a bad day? It's just like everyone starts Tell leaving everybody. midway through, and all the people care more about a rave and whatnot that happens Saturday night. All I care about is laughing at furries. So OhioCon is uh, inclusive of furries, too? Um, they have furries. They have people poorly cosplaying and stuff. Um, did I send you that picture at the conference I was at? Not this. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I thought I sent to a lot of people. It possibly, but I might have forgotten about it, or you sent me several pictures. Okay. So, unrelated to whatever we're talking about today. Well, uh, we were talking about bad cosplay today, eventually, but... Okay, then this maybe fits into it. So, I was at a software developer conference this past week, and uh, we're in a big ballroom. And I'm sitting by myself at a table, like, drinking something, listening to the speaker. And this guy in a fursuit comes in, like, on the far door... I'm, like, in the middle of the room, seating by myself on a table. And he, like, walks, like, up the ballroom, around, back around, swings around, and sits, like, right at my table, like, two seats down from me. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? (laughs) So a furry came in to listen to your um, lecture on software development? I forget even what the talk was about. I think, no, it was like lightning talks, basically like five-minute talks. Anybody could talk about anything they want. Oh, okay. So he was there to talk about furries. But No, he just sat down next to me to listen to people talking about whatever they wanted. And gotcha. then one guy came up to him and like took a selfie with, you know, the fur dude. And I'm just like, that's not what you do to them. You set them on fire. That's not the right course of action. And why the hell is there a furry at this software convention? Like... The fuel of the future. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe Netflix is planning, planning to power their servers with fear, furries now. Good. Plus, you said furries. I was so proud of you. Why? I felt like you were going to say furies. I, it almost came out because <laughs> that one guy in Columbus and whatnot, but whatever. Not going into that. Anyway. Anyway. How long has it been? It's been a while. What episode are we on? We're on episode 72. Wow, good one. You know that. I know that because I just numbered it. (laughs) Um, It has been a while. 2016 is over. It killed a lot of people, including Carrie Fisher, but it turns out that we don't need the Mythbusters to investigate it. Oh my God, fuck 2016. Fuck 2016. You're not going to take anybody else. That was my dramatic reading of many people on Twitter. Oh, yeah. Being creative. And myth confirmed. Doing. Myth confirmed, okay? It's not even plausible. It's confirmed. What's that? That decades of Coke use and alcoholism do eventually lead to health problems in your old age. Really? I, I know. Do you have a, a scientific study paper that you can link me to after this? And I think there are a few out there. It's kind of like regarded as pseudoscience, you know? It's... it's I think that's like 50% of the NIH's <laughs> publications is proving what you just asked. <laughs> yeah, abusing drugs and alcohol turns out it has horrible consequences. So, I mean, that's very sad Carrie Fisher's dad, but everybody who's like, this is such a surprise, I cried for four hours. Like, Do you see I, what she was doing in like the <laughs> 70s and 80s? Like, <laughs> Right. Obviously, you missed her self-admitted cocaine addiction that was raging for like 25 years. So, uh, Whatever. Oh, um, I know I sent you this uh, around the time it happened. Um, 
Apparently, uh, fake or not, I don't know. Whatever. Uh, somebody tweeted like to Carrie Fisher saying like, "Hey, nice coke nail," and like showed the picture from you know Star Wars or whatever. Yeah. And uh, she responded, maybe it was fake. I don't know. Saying like, "Oh, you know, I'm a you know responsible coke user. I use dollar bills, not my nails." <laughs> well, at the time of Return of the Jedi, she was using her nail. So, I don't know. I didn't actually verify if that was correct or not, but it was a funny image nonetheless. I mean, the nail's in there, and it's yeah. the only long nail on both her hands. And she had a self-admitted cocaine addiction problem, especially during the 80s. So, I mean... I'm going to put two and two together here and say, like, a popular movie set like Star Wars might have had drugs available, and she was into coke, and she had the finger. <sighs> it sucks, but, I mean, it's like Philip Seymour Hoffman and heroin. I mean, what the fuck do you expect? Right, that guy had all the money in the world and two kids, and he still couldn't stop himself from shooting up. Yeah, I mean... At least she had good humor about her addiction, though. Yeah, she was very open, and like she sort of accepted and owned that she had an addiction and whatnot. I mean, I don't think, you know, over the past decade or so, she had been using drugs, but... No, but, I mean... Still, it's, you can stop for... Shit sucks. Yeah. But... So, yeah. those uh, those mad ads were actually correct, and they uh, telling us not to use drugs and whatnot. Well, I think we did uh, our fair share of mad ad violations during high school, and we, we survived. Well, I mean, I guess the specific just cause of mad saying underage drinking, yeah, but... They're not specifically against I wasn't the one who drinking. used Coke and shit. <laughs> yeah. No dishwasher's safe. Oh. Right. Yes. Anyway. anyway, speaking of Carrie Fisher and Star Wars, a bunch of other people died, but fuck them. Speaking of Star Wars, would you think that the Darth Vader killing everybody scene was a reshoot or part of the original movie? The original being... The, the original cut. Okay, like, I didn't know if you meant like actual, you know. I think it was part setting. of the original. I think there was a lot more Darth Vader stuff in the original cut. What do you think, Justin? Um, I would say the recut. You are reshoot. both right and you are both wrong. Let me explain. There's a, a great uh, 1984-esque article out where the producer or the editor John Gilroy says that it was during the reshoots at the very end. It was one of the last things they did, but they planned it all along, even though they didn't shoot it at first. So they, well, I mean, movies do get you know reshots done all the time, but they didn't plan on shooting it initially to like see how it played out the first time. And no, it was part okay. of their plan all along because it's what the fans wanted to see. But then they did it in reshoots at the very end because it was part of their plan from the beginning. So read between the lines is just a united PR front trying to distract from the huge clusterfuck that was the production of Rogue One. Yeah, they're trying to paper over that they uh, made a shit. Movie. We're doing some reshoots on the studio's instructions and just shoved a bunch of fan service in there. So I think that kind of leads a little bit of credibility to our theory that all the goofy retard shit was shoved in there at the last minute. Oh, you know what I actually uh, saw just yesterday or the day before? Um, other goofy retard shit, actually, in um, A New Hope. Wait, uh, that other movie, Force Awakens. Yeah. Um, a New Hope Part 2. So apparently there is a deleted scene where uh, Ray yeah. goes into the uh, bar with 
glasses lady, whatever the place was. Oh, the Mayan temple planet. Yes, that is not the cantina bar. Um, <laughs> really? So apparently there is a deleted scene where she goes into the bar and is being accosted by the, you know, you know, half portion guy, whatever the fuck his name is. Oh, uh, what? Yeah. You can look this up. He's on the fucking des- the temple planet too? Somehow he got there. Deleted scene though, so probably why they got rid of it. But um Okay. And uh <laughs> what was that thing in a New Hope that happened where uh Luke was being accosted by some other weird looking alien? What happened? The guy's arm got cut off? I think his arm got cut off with a So light in this sword. deleted scene, Chewie rips off the guy's arm, throws it across the bar. <laughs> So not to add on top, like, not that it needed any more, like, oh my God. blatant, just, like, cut and paste, but, yeah, that, that happened. I probably would have actually laughed at that pretty hard if Chewie had just ripped some guy's arm off. And... I mean, that's better than, yeah, somebody just pulling out a lightsaber and cutting it off. But I, I forget, like, um, the scene played out, like, Gray, like, pointed a gun at the dude, and then the guy's like, oh, bitch can't use it, and then Chewie just came over, like, Whoa. See if they had made Chewie rip off her arm or rip off the the guy's arm and not had the bit about Luke's light or Anakin's lightsaber being in the basement and mm-hmm. Ray gets it, that would have been a, a great scene. It would have been better at least. I would have rather seen him rip some guy's arm off than have that cheesy handover of the lightsaber. It was still stupid. I'll just say that. I mean, the scene was like the CGI was like half done. It was sort of that. Uh, Wolverine Origins. Style. Oh, the like the work print stuff. Yeah, I but. still think it would have been better if it was Luke's lightsaber in the box. <laughs> but come on, I mean, then you get to borrow like the cheap King Arthur imagery of somebody bringing Arthur back his sword. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or the light mm-hmm. Luke's lightsaber had part of the clue to where he was. That would have made more sense to me instead of getting Anakin's lightsaber into her hand. Or R2-D2 had the map the whole time? Sure. I mean, you can open them up like, and just plug them in. in Whatever. The whole mode. movie was fucking stupid. We can agree on that because it was, it was a terrible, terrible remake. You can plug them in and like browse them and then just look up map JPEG? I, I didn't know R2-D2 was a giant USB stick, <laughs> but okay. It makes no sense. The whole movie makes no sense. Hey, speaking of Carrie Fisher in Star Wars, guess what? What was that? There were some rumors that Disney was negotiating with her brother, I guess, because that's who is handling her estate, mm-hmm. for her likeness rights to digitally recreate her in the future. Oh, in the future. I know Um, they just put out a press release saying they wouldn't be digitally recreating her, at least in the next movie, 8 and 9, possibly. They weren't going to do that. She finished, I think, all of her work for 8, but I guess it's possible they're going to need to do some reshoots or whatever, but... Oh. I thought I just read a press release from them saying, oh, we're really, you know, sad. We lost her, blah, blah, blah. Disney, typical PR yeah. shit. So, so they're not going to do her in 9, maybe, but then there's 10, 11, 12. 13, oh, yeah, there's all 14, the rest of the, you know, side stories. In 15, there. 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. Yeah. I mean, they already recreated her once, and she looked like a Barbie, but whatever. She looked like fucking Madame Tussauds. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know, we should good. we should have gotten a picture of her when we were in the Wax Museum. I'm sure they, I think they had a Star Wars thing in there. We could have gotten one for comparison. You can probably find that online, but they, yeah. They, they probably, yeah, you know. It would have been nice to have her own. They probably had that as their model they worked off of. Let's yeah. make her look less human. <laughs> she looks too human, guys. Let's make it look weirder. 
Hey, Justin. What? Speaking of Carrie Fisher and Star Wars. Jesus Christ, we're still on this. <laughs> sort of. I want. I think I sent this to both of you. I can't remember. Um, I may have ignored it. I was busy or I'm something. hurt. Rogue One bombed at the Chinese box office. I think you did send me back some weird Chinese letters when I sent this to you. They didn't show up as like English letters. You mean they didn't like the Chinese monk character that they place in the movie to appeal to Chinese audiences? Yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. That putting in two Chinese actors did not suddenly appeal to the Chinese public. Shocking. They didn't like Chirut Imwe or whatever his name is. and Especially when one of them was, I think, a fairly uh, stereotypical racist adaptation, maybe a little bit. A blind kung fu master with a stick has to be an Asian guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I think they get enough of those movies over there. Like that's that they're used to that. They want to see different stuff. So they want to see Iron Man. <laughs> yeah, well, they they love Iron Man, but right. it's you know the, the Iron Man didn't appear like in blackface or something. Like they didn't so, have somebody being Colonel Rhodes in blackface. Like it's. I'm seeing this more and more, and I guess it makes sense for, you know, studios, but it's just like some movies are just like being blatantly, you know, they have bits and stuff put in for like the Chinese market, which Mm -hmm. is like, it's just like a little strange. And then there was like, I think it was in the Rogue One previews, but there's like some movie that's like an action movie, but it's on the Great Wall of China. And it's like every actor is, you know, Chinese or Chinese American. And there's like Matt Damon just like placed in the middle. It's just like, what? Oh, yeah, that was a Chinese movie. Oh, that's a Chinese movie? I think that was a, like a, a Chinese-led movie that some you know U.S. company distributed here. Oh, okay. So it was actually made in China. Because I was mm-hmm. like really confused. It's like, okay, this seems like a very strange you know, yeah, U.S. Yeah. movie then being... I think people were bitching at Matt Damon about it, and he got very upset and said it was a Chinese movie, and the Chinese director hired me because they wanted, for some reason, a white guy. That's the strange part <laughs> to me. Like, just it is, It's the same thing as like you know The Last Samurai. I never saw that movie, but it's just like... Well, I, I didn't see the Matt Damon movie, but the last Samurai movie kind of made sense. Like, oh, did it? Tom okay. Cruise was a, an ex-Civil uh, War veteran soldier who was helping to advise like the Japanese government on modernizing their military. Okay. So this, his presence there was kind of... It made sense, but Matt Damon sense. in like, you know... It, yeah, in the, like, the Mongol invasion era. Yeah, it's just like, how'd you get here? And why are there lizards and <laughs> demons and dragons? Whatever. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Don't Yeah, don't worry about it. Just buy your fucking popcorn. But the Chinese people were too smart to fall for Donnie Yen's tricks. Mm. Well, just, just like they changed the poster for the Asian market for Force oh, Awakens, yes. that they, they totally minimized the appearance of the black guy in yeah, the they poster. Yeah, they photoshopped oh. Finn out. <laughs> I, I remember that, yeah. They made him very tiny. <laughs> right, because they know that you know, the Asian market isn't very... Uh, they, they don't have warm feelings towards black people for some reason. No. So, what's his name? I can't remember his name. John now. Boyega? Finn. In the oh, movie. Finn, yeah. Yeah, okay. So he's, like, really tiny. Back way in the back. He's, like, one of the Stormtrooper extras in the poster, basically. <laughs> yeah, let me see if I can find it real quick. It is really funny. And they made the... Star Killer base thing even bigger to take away anything because that's where he was in the original poster. <laughs> Here, look at that. So there, there he is in the original one, and then there he is in the Chinese one. And you shrunk him down and put him in the corner. Dear Lord. So he's just a little. He just move him over there. Everything else is kind of the same. 
But he, he's just stuck in the corner there. And they shrunk him down by like 80%. <laughs> they, uh, they made like Harrison Ford bigger in BBA. It's like one of those uh, highlights things. Yeah. Where like you're trying to find the differences between the two pictures. Like you can circle them like, oh, BB-8's bigger. John Boyega moved. Harrison Ford's increased by like 1.5. <laughs> Harrison Ford and Carrie Fisher are bigger. Um, Bray's a little bit smaller, but Finn is like 80% shrunk. <laughs> yeah, it's... <laughs> Get yeah. out of here. Get out of here. <laughs> it's interesting. Uh, I don't know how to explain that, though. Maybe they what? just didn't like it, or Star Wars wasn't a big thing in China. don't know. I don't know either. They but... just are going to make another Dragon Ball movie that China will oh, end up. Oh, yeah. Awesome. China will love that. No, seriously. The Dragon Ball movie did really well in Asia. We're talking about the live action one? Yes, the live action one. (laughs) It it bombed here completely, but for some reason it just like they've made like sequels and they've made, you know, decent money off those sequels because of the Asian market. Holy wow, Jesus, it deserved to bomb here. It sucked. That is the only one of the few good things that came out of OhioCon from the years I went. They uh some voice actor had a live reading of like one of the D B Z voice actors had a live commentary on the movie. Which was fucking hilarious. The movie on that, but yeah, do not recommend that one. And it has no sci-fi elements, so fuck off. Well, <laughs> <laughs> DBZ is even going to suggest it. Dragon Ball has sci-fi elements. Dragon Ball has sci-fi elements with like all the capsule corp and shit and the flying no, that's, cars. That's Dragon Ball Z, though. Dragon, you, like, wasn't the movie like about? Um, Goku versus Piccolo or some shit like that. Oh, you mean the live action movie? Yeah, yeah. Um, it was it had a bit of that, but it was more about like mysticism and shit to like fire Kamehameha and okay, shit. Okay, so it was stuff. just it didn't matter. It was just like Dragon like, Ball branding movie really had nothing. It could have been a different movie. Yeah, it was yeah. basically a really, really terrible kung fu movie with like I don't remember, I think there were Dragon Balls, but I don't remember if they use them to summon the dragon like it didn't make any sense it, it was just like oh hi i'm goku you know a you know 17 year old kid in high school cool hi i'm bulma like i'm the same age as you and it's like no it, it doesn't work out that way it's not supposed to be like that. <laughs> that's what i always thought was cool though about the dragon ball series is that the original dragon ball when he was a kid they didn't have any of that space stuff or it was all like more fantasy oriented it was a little more i mean then they changed Grounded. the story. It was like... Right. Then they changed the story in like the first episode of DBZ where you find out, oh, he actually came from another planet and these other guys came from the planet too. And, you know, you find out that Piccolo is in, from another planet too. And But you never knew that in the, the first series. It was kind of cool. But. Yeah. It was just like, oh, you're like some sort of demon. And like, it was like sort of hinted that like Goku could have been possibly from space the same way, you know, you didn't know where Superman came from for a while type thing. And... Well, and then they fucked it up by making but, yeah. Dragon Ball GT, and you know, oh, Dragon Ball GT was right. abomination. And, and I know like, they have like a new one now, DB Dragon Ball Super or something. Yeah, which I guess the animators place between uh, Z and GT or something oh, like that. God, well, it's like the animators awesome. don't even care anymore. I guess <laughs> it's uh, it's a little bit of a train wreck after Z. So it's like the Rogue One of Dragon Ball Z. Mm. It takes place between the movies or series and explains them. 
It's more cool. like the Star Wars yeah. novels that lead up to Ro- or uh, Force Awakens from Return of the Jedi. Oh, okay. Which I've read the excerpts, and they're pretty bad. I didn't read any of those. Well, I, you, you know, they're... your homework, Clark, before you went to the movie? You know, I didn't read the novels. I didn't play the tie-in iOS game with token in-app purchases. I did not read the comic books, and I did not get the Lego playsets that have the detailed explanations in them. Well, that's why you hated Rogue One and uh, Force Awakens. I know. That's, I didn't understand them. Yeah. They were too smart for me. That That's the problem. It, it's It's got layers. I'm fucking stupid. That's the problem. You know what's super crazy, though, is that like, those Legos that, like, more than half of Lego's business, I think, is on, like, third-party branded stuff, like Star Wars Legos and Harry Potter Legos. That's not surprising to me. Like, really, remember they used to cool. be just, like, they had their own kind of brands that they had within Lego. Like, remember the pirate stuff and all that? Mm-hmm. And now it's more like they just produce Star Wars Legos. <laughs> um... Well, they're going to keep producing Star Wars movies, so... Yeah. I, I do remember uh, back when I was in school, I went over to one of my professor's house because he was hosting dinner for all the TAs. And his kid brought out this book and, like, was talking to me. And I'm like... Did little he serve kid, like, wine? No. Oh. Okay. But, like, little kid, like, you know, six or seven. He's like, ah, look at this book. And, like, it was just, you know, a book full of just different Star Wars Lego sets. And I'm like... Holy shit, there's a lot of, not to the kid, but in my mind, there's a lot of fucking Lego sets. It's like, yeah, I have these two. It's like, oh, can you show them to me? It's like, I think I threw them out. <laughs> what it just, it, what kind of <laughs> perplexes me is that the complexity of the Star Wars ships that you, mm-hmm. the Legos, like, they have to build so many custom pieces for these things. So it's like, how applicable is it that you could take that apart and you know build something completely different out of it not likely in a lot of cases because those pieces only go with like one specific they have one role but you know it's like you have to have this certain hinge for like the x-wing and nothing else can really use that like these are the guns to slave one they don't attach to anything but slave one so good luck putting them on your castle well it's uh (laughs) it's more about making models now than it is like playing with bricks yeah but that's that's what i used to like to do with the legos is i had the castle stuff but then i had the sci-fi space stuff too i used to give the castle people the space weapons fucking yeah. hackers. <laughs> hey why don't travel some news about carrie fisher and star oh, sorry speaking of carrie fisher no. and star wars i am having news. deja vu aren't i yeah you should you should be this is great news though jj abrams says and this i know it needs you guys to hold on he's done with the remake slash reboot business. Is he still directing the next one, though? I mean... Mm-mm. Nope. Who did 8, then? 8 was done by... Um, can't think of his name. Brian Johnson. There we go. And then oh. the guy from Jurassic World is doing episode 9. Hmm. So it's not J.J. J.J.'s going to be, you know, the producer-consultant person, but he's not going to direct them. Okay. But he's done with meddling with existing franchises. He's going to work on new projects. I mean, he worked on Westworld, and he. But that's whatever. Not, that's he... a reboot too. So. Oh yeah, I guess it is. <laughs> Fuck. It's like so different from the original. It's just like I don't even like connect the two. But yeah, I guess it is. J.J. Abrams is the master of the derivative. I think even his original stuff, like Super Eight, is just. He's going to try to make a Steven Spielberg movie. 
disgusting. Sorry, what was that, Justin? What? 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 Huh? <laughs> were you snorting at something you were reading, or were you no, snorting at J.J. Abrams? Snorting at J.J. Abrams. <laughs> He's going to go on to make remakes. We'll see if he can keep to his pledge. Anyway, John Travolta made a really bad movie one time, and we're going to talk about it now. One time? One time. Yeah. I don't know. Has he made any other movies that were bad on this kind of scale? Not on this scale. I mean, not that I can no, remember. No movies that he actually co-financed that were this bad. Yeah, I don't or, think he's had any other pet projects. Did he co-finance this? Yeah. I told you last night, this, was his, this is his interpretation of his prophet's holy word slash, you know, drug Oh, you were serious? Field. Yes, this is an L. Ron Hubbard story. Th- this, is, this is his passion oh. project. Oh. <laughs> yeah. This makes a lot more sense now. Yeah. This is funny because it's Travolta's passion project, and he tried to get this movie made for years before they actually got it off the ground, and just he got turned down by everybody, and that's why he actually had to jump in and co-finance part of this film, and you've seen the results. And it's based off a uh, you know pulp sci-fi novel by L. Ron Hubbard. Yeah, that's what we were just saying. It's, yeah, it's uh, which, his, his prophet's word. You know, reading the description of the novel, the novel sounds like it'd be a more interesting read than it was to watch this movie. Oh, I mean, the movie was just a mess. I like they like use the like '90s like software transition effects, whatnot, to like go between the scenes. They had like star wipes and shit or something. It was just like very yeah jarring. Do you, you notice how they use like the the slow motion in every scene? And it's like the shaky slow motion too. It's like, <laughs> yeah, I didn't know much about this movie beforehand, but fuck, it was painful to sit through. Even trying to distract myself doing something on like another screen on my computer, but it was just like I love this movie. Really? Yeah. Why? Why it's do you love fucking this movie? hilarious? John Travolta is like a nine foot tall alien who has tubes in his nose and he wants to mine all the gold from Earth because he's just evil. So I didn't get that. Like, Okay, I guess I really didn't get anything about this plot. Why do you want gold? Like, why is gold valuable? Because so they're, they're... L. Ron Hubbard wanted their evil space Jews. That's how he, he wrote it. Okay. Um, then why does... I mean, there was... It just said there was a chain reaction with their atmosphere to literally explode the planet, not just like destroy their atmosphere and, like, leave it, you know, atmosphereless. Are you talking about the end? Yes. <laughs> Where the one explosion blows up their whole planet? Yes. They never did any exploding in their entire history? Yes. Yeah, I, you've got fucked. I don't know, man. Okay. Um, if you're going to ask that question, though, can we back up in the movie a little bit and ask the question about how, like, the, the F-18 simulator still works after a thousand years? Why do they just have... Nuclear bombs sitting around. And how do the planes work after a thousand years? Like, just where are they getting fuel? Because they obviously don't have like refining places, and the fuel would have like evaporated out probably. And how are the aliens so retarded they can't keep track of the miners with like a drone or something? Which they have drones. I'm still unclear why they couldn't go mine the ore themselves in the mines. Oh, I, I can answer that. Okay, I, I learned this because the radioactivity from uranium, which was what was surrounding the gold deposit. The radioactivity reacts with their 
breath gas or Wait, whatever. Wait, why was there radioactivity in the mines then? Was it like a... Well, no, no, just because where the gold was located, it was also had a uranium deposit around it, so there was, you know, that latent radiation from the uranium. Oh, okay. Which like, is real, but... You know, civilization, when you get to the nuclear age, you can send your guys to mine the uranium. But they said that if uh, cyclos get near it, their breath gas would explode because of the exposure to the radiation. Which makes sense, because the end of the movie, their planet's atmosphere explodes. No, no, okay, I just missed that part. I, I don't know, I just had, like, shut my brain off and I was twitching or something when they explained why they couldn't just go mine the ore or... Why, why, why was it such a big deal that, like, they were going to go mine ore, I guess, like, just because want he wanted gold. his bigger, he wanted a bigger cut or something, and, like... He wants a big house back on the yeah. cycloplanet. His, his but he plan, can't leave there for, like, 50 years. I know, because the guy comes to Earth and says, we're doing your contract again with infinite options for renewal, and the movie repeats that line, like, eight times in a weird edit. His plan is weird. that he just... <laughs> no, it's... What, Turl, his his plan is to buy his way back to Cyclo and just have enough money that he could, you know, quit the company and just live in a nice, cool house on Cyclo mm. with his mistress. He okay. wants to enjoy being a nine-foot-tall alien with breath gas machines in his nose. And giant boots. <laughs> giant boots, too. Clown boots. <laughs> Clown boots and <laughs> laser beam machines that make proto-human things not retarded anymore. And then he's able to spread the not retardation to his other human friends by osmosis. I, I didn't get that. Like, did they get in the machine too? It's implied or? that they use the machine because in the novel, from what I read, that he puts all his friends in the machine too. So why did they probably Turtle let him or whatever movie. his name was? It's probably a deleted scene. Oh, okay. well, they could have deleted a lot of the movie. My big question is though that they have all this technology. Why do they even need the humans? Why can't they just? They should have machines and robots that would go mine the gold for them and bring it back. Yeah, I like, mean... they have all this cool stuff. Like, why don't they have that? Because they're really stupid. Clearly, because they built this technological empire that spans, like, the entire universe, according to them. So why why is there just <laughs> one little dome city across the entire planet for them to be in? Because that's all they need to, for their base to mine gold from. They just bring it all there. Oh, I, I thought it'd be more efficient to actually have, you know, these bases closer to the mines and whatnot, unless it's so cost prohibitive to have, you know, multiple teleporters. But they're really stupid. Yeah, but th- th- that's my point, though. Like, if they have okay. one central location, and why don't they just have robots that they send out to mine the gold and they, they just bring them back? Like, they have a machine that teaches retarded humans how to mine gold and mining techniques. Why can't they build a robot that can just go mine the gold but they're really stupid like really dumb but they're really smart and they're really stupid at the same time that's what yeah <laughs> makes well, it so I mean, frustrating it's okay you look at this this way i mean you have you know the world's best scientists you know whatnot gathering you know getting nobel prizes and whatnot and figuring out cool badass shit and then you have you know the rednecks who go and you know Whoa, let's put a laser pointer on my shotgun so I can shoot shit. It's like, mm, get both. Like but you, they're you, really stupid. <laughs> <laughs> like when he they get the gold from Fort Knox or whatever, and John Travolta's like, why did you put this in bricks? Silly humans. 
Well, you just had like a bunch of <laughs> smelting equipment. Right, out they, there. they just smelted it in the fucking mine and brought it out to you. They put it in a big baking pan. Right. Is, <laughs> how sad. do you think that happened? Like, it doesn't come out of the wall that way. Like, yeah. you don't pull it out. Why put it in bricks, man? Animal? Like, I, I don't know, John Travolta. They might have gotten it from somewhere else. Well, then he said, he said uh, what did he say? He's like, oh, yeah, like, you know, a cyclo of your, like, pedigree wouldn't accept gold that wasn't, that was raw or something. Yeah. And he's like, oh, okay, you're right. I'm smart. So, Very good. The, the fucking rat, too. They release the, the starving humans into the mall, and they chase a rat and start eating it, and he's just like, they must like rats raw. Maybe they're starving. How fucking retarded are you? Well, again, yeah, just leave them alone for a few days. No food or anything. It just it just brings me back to, to like, they show that they have this really sophisticated corporation or whatever that conducts all the mining and they have they're really obsessed with their profit margins and stuff so if they're that obsessed with that why why would they have not figured out that it's cheaper for them to use like i said the a fleet of robots to mine their gold than have human slaves do it they don't need to feed the robots they don't need to take care of the robots i guess they didn't figure that part out I, i'm gonna go keep going back to they're really stupid <laughs> They are fucking retarded. <laughs> Maybe their clown boots are too tight. <laughs> well, I mean, the other guy's master plan to betray John Travolta, and then there's the infamous friendly neighborhood bartender scene where he has his head. <laughs> Again, they have an advanced civilization, but their their data storage uh, media is like twice the size of a VCR. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, okay, going back to questions, who was like, he was putting gold bars in some sort of, container but was it the bartender's head in there like why did he just have that sitting there because the other guy was scheming with the bartender or something okay to betray john travolta before his stock blackout period ended or something okay but he killed him preemptively like Uh, yes because he's such an evil mastermind (laughs) he's playing 40 chess over here like he's playing 40 interdimensional chess over there yeah yeah well, he thought he was, I guess, until like, right. the last two-thirds of the movie. <laughs> until cavemen figured out how to pilot jet fighters and fire <laughs> nuclear missiles through a portal. They, yes. didn't fire, they didn't fire anything through the portal. The guy went through with it, hugging, oh, right, hugging right, the right, bomb. Right, 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 right. <laughs> and he had the detonator with him. Yeah. Well, that's yeah, it's standard. Know, that's how you have to do right. it. They, but, could, they couldn't have just set the bomb on a delay, a timer, and went through and... Well, that, actually, that made sense because the cyclos would have turned it off. But they would no, they wouldn't, or they would have failed. Their their fingernails were too big. To they would have <laughs> asked like, I, I don't fucking know. They probably would have wondered why the bomb was in brick format and not raw. So I'm still confused then because like, the end of the movie, they're holding John Travolta hostage in case there's other you know planets out there that would send reinforcements to Earth, right? For yeah, the cyclos. So why would they care if they're holding one, like, greedy-ass cyclo hostage to not just wipe out their entire race because they literally killed their entire civilization's homeworld? To, you know, pump them for information, I guess. We use rocks and sticks and magic laser books. Yeah. Oh, I think, I think okay. the whole deal with that was that Johnny Goodboy says... Name, yeah, Johnny Goodboy was. <laughs> oh, was, that that was his name. Oh, yeah. sounds like an African president's name. Yeah, I know. Good luck, Jonathan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, Johnny Goodboy, I guess his thought process was that when the other cyclo colonies find out that Turtle... Uh, is the betrayer or something? You that, just died a little bit. That they're gonna put a bounty so big on Turl's head that Johnny Goodboy can just say, "Oh, we captured him," and then just like basically trade Turl for like the survival of the planet because he'll be that rich because Turl's gonna be worth that much. And it's, I think that's another thing they didn't cover from the book because I read the, like the movie only covers the first half of his book. The other half is like after they blow up the Cyclo planet. Uh, like they figure out that like the cyclos or somebody like they like these intergalactic bankers or something have a lien on planet earth and so johnny has to find a way to like buy earth out of the lien or something so the the intergalactic bank aliens don't come and like (laughs) exterminate them evict them like and that's that's why turl and the others that's one of the reasons why they were mining the gold is so they can pay off the alien the other aliens was this written during one of L. Ron Hubbard's flirtations with bankruptcy? I don't know. I mean, I was... I'm getting like a, you know, the Jews have a lien on my house and they're all fucking Jews in the banks thing. That's that the sense I got reading, reading the synopsis was just like, yeah, yeah, he's, these are clearly allusions to Jews. <laughs> <laughs> Evil bank Jews. <laughs> Evil intergalactic bankers putting yeah. liens on his house. <laughs> yes. The Jewsians. <laughs> What a fucking whack job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, like, the other thing, the fact that, like, the design of the Cyclos in this movie is, like, they're basically just, like, really cheap knockoff Klingons. So <laughs> it's like they went to the bargain basement, like, Party City prosthetics. <laughs> yeah, but they, they have, like, uh, they have huge, like, eight-inch heel boots on. They have, like, Frankenstein boots. And then they have, like, bear claws for some reason. Like, just... The whole thing is just <laughs> fucked up. I don't know. It, it, I I was struggling through this. Why well, the many other things? You know, at least we can say the one thing Johnny does make a he has a character arc going from like <laughs> mildly savage, <laughs> autistic to you know a world leader savior. Because <laughs> in the beginning of the movie, I was just laughing because you know his response to everything is just to go like ooh 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 ooh. And <laughs> throw stuff at the cyclops see okay so my problem with that is it's like yeah like there was that arc up until you know his the peak of the movie and like whatever and it ended and it's just like i can totally picture humanity like devolving into you know just warring tribes again like oh you know i'm the strongest because it's not going to be you know no, because... It's not going to come suddenly, like, civilized or whatever. Because Kerr is teaching them how to use cyclotechnology, so they're just going to build back up really quick. They're <laughs> just going to put everybody in the brain laser chair. Yep. Make them rational again. Everybody's going to be smart, and they can do Euclidean geometry, just like, uh, you know, Johnny God, Boy. So <laughs> hey, this is a triangle. A what? <laughs> you see, if all the, all the sides are... The lengths are equal, the angles are equal, too. <laughs> And the guy's sitting there just like, oh, what? Because <laughs> they haven't been in the chair yet. They're still retarded. <laughs> you, it's like trying to teach a dog. I mean, you can't do it. Yeah, you can. You can totally teach a dog You can teach a dog geometry. You can teach a dog shape recognition. So you can teach they a, know what the treat bag looks okay, like versus like... So you can teach a dog like that the angles are all equal and, uh, you know, an equilateral triangle possible i mean it's a smart dog i had some smart dogs so like the dogs the dog like paws the triangle that's right or something yeah because that's basically the intelligence level that these guys were at when they were like listening to his expert so like the one guy's like 
how's that going to help us beat the psychos? <laughs> and he's like, no, no, no. It's, it's like, we got to know this stuff, guys. It's <laughs> a good question. Yeah. <laughs> like, I did, it, so, um. Yeah, I don't I, think you need to know geometry to fly a fighter jet. It's kind of just like, you know, a mechanic thing. Travolta's field trip to the Library of Congress. Or whatever the where the fuck they went. The Denver Library. Oh, the Denver Library. <laughs> okay, too. Why do they build their headquarters in Denver, Colorado? Like that's where their city is located. Why? Because it's underneath the airport. No, no, it's above the airport. Yeah. No, the, the why would the the dome is above everything? So like, why? It goes underneath the airport. Back. That's yeah. the conspiracy. So yeah. The cyclos have been there for thousands of years, and yeah. Well, the Grays and the Reptiloids and the guys with the Flashers have been down there for a long time. The Flashers. Uh, never mind. The disintegrator thing from the Dolce Awards conspiracy. <laughs> it's this guy who claims to be having a security guard in the alien section of the base says they were disintegrating people with flashlights, so all the human security guards called them flashers. And he made friends with one of the like brown lizards who was the lower caste lizard, and he got flashered when he was trying to escape. <laughs> I just viewed this movie. I kind of viewed it as one of those. It's so bad, it's good movies. Like it's, like, it's kind of it's comedy. It's like a form of comedy. Because this movie was voted uh, the worst movie of the decade in 2010. Yeah. So like from 2000 to 2010, that whole decade, this was the worst movie. Voted. Oh man, Kangaroo Jack was yeah. in there too. And this movie won like eight Razzie Awards. So Great. Not surprising. That's, that's a distinguished pedigree. I mean, come on. Unfortunately, I would rather them not win all the Razzie Awards and get all the bad publicity. Blah, fuck, can't talk today. Publicity? Publicity. Not going to even try anymore. Publicity. Not going to try it. I just said it for you. Okay. But because then, like, it could encourage, you know, this to become like a cult hit or something like that and people actually go out and buy it again and whatnot. And I do not want to even yeah. give John Travolta the idea or anyone else the idea that this, you know, this type of stuff is a good plan to, you know, make Xenobots movies and I, shit. I fucking died when I went to the library and he said, you can look at any book in here. None of it helped you defeat us. Yeah, because we just fucking wrecked your shit in like nine minutes by basically sneak attacking you. Okay. And then Billy finds the, or Johnny, good, good year, good boy. Good luck, Jonathan. Good luck, Jonathan, finds, you know, <laughs> the necessary information to become an ace fighter pilot. No, he reads the Declaration of Independence. So, yeah. Well, yeah, there, but I'm saying that, like, he, you know, human civilization apparently didn't use fighter jets because that was the Cyclo's secret weakness. Yeah. Well, I think, honestly, it was the same way, you know, the humans blew up the planet at the end of the movie. It was like, you know, it was a complete sneak attack. They weren't expecting anything. They just overpowered them, you know, with weaponry that they're, they're not used to handling. It's like, oh, nuclear bomb. Yeah, this kind of sucks for us. This is our one weakness. Arg. Well, apparently, from the like the way it sounds, like you could have just like lit a match on their planet, would have like ignited the whole thing. Or yeah, <laughs> I mean, was it dark all the time on Cyclo? I I guess because the one fat fuck with four chins, he uh he came to the like oh blue skies the fuck. So I guess he likes purple skies. No, oh, I'm well. If, I'm just saying if they were anywhere near a star, which I would assume they have to be, the solar radiation might trigger their planet. Elron Hubbard probably didn't have the best understanding of the science he was writing about. Uh, no, he really, he really didn't. But he didn't need to because because it's fake. Uh, okay. I guess this book, like, 
<laughs> this guy, okay, L. Ron Hubbard, you get like this guy when he died, he had a net worth of six hundred million dollars. You don't do that unless you know you're smart in some way. And he founded a religion and probably got all his followers of the religion to just buy all of these books again and again and again. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, yeah. whatever. Or he just literally used the church as a bank for all his followers and yeah. made money that way. But. He died hiding out in a VW camper van on some obscure farm property, so what a fucking loser. And then this movie got made. <laughs> it's a double kick in the balls. And if you believe what he says, he, he's around the spirit to observe it, so, I mean, he's probably pretty disappointed. John Travolta's going to be in trouble yeah, when he gets in his DC-8. <laughs> when he well, gets in yeah, his DC-8 space plane. <laughs> I don't understand why Travolta had to play Turl as like such a, basically a queer. So like, <laughs> that's what he played it like. I mean, I don't get he played A predatory it. gay man? Yeah, a predatory, a predatory gay alien who's like very crafty and stuff. And well, I think he wanted to actually like, he wanted to play the aliens as, you know, bumbling buffoons to make it look like, you know. Elon Hubbard's right. The aliens, we can take them down when they come and come for our souls and shit or whatever. I don't know. With but they're, but they're not coming for our souls. They're coming for our gold. What is? I don't. Well, I don't it's know. an allegory for defeating the Jews, right? Yeah, I guess. was he a big anti-Semite? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. okay. I don't know. I don't read about him. <laughs> Apparently, really hated Jews. So okay, he's in the camp with uh, Ford and whatnot, and Disney and. Well, he's not in the camp. He's the guy who's happy the camp is full of Jews. Oh, so, I mean, it's, you know, Ford, Disney, and L. Ron Howard running the... Uh, they're the running the camp. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Can't think of any other big name from the, that era, but they were out there probably. Yeah, I mean, you didn't really get your, your you know, classic revival until Nixon came along. Uh, I just thought that was very strange that he chose to play him because, you know... On the one hand, yeah, like you said, they're really stupid. But Turl, like, I guess he's not really stupid because he's, you know, he makes such a big deal about how he, like, went to the academy and you can, like, just almost see him, like, twirling his mustache. And he was, like, first in his class and he's, like, you know, the upper echelon and stuff. And then he gets played by Johnny Goodboy. He went to the Evanstone (laughs) School of Acting. (laughs) I I think that's pretty clear. I think this is John Travolta's attempt to be, like, a... The, I don't know. I'm not sure what I'm I'm trying to think of here. Not like the tragic villain, but just like the the classic overconfident villain. Like he, I think he was really trying to do something. Like he's like a he's like a B grade Bond villain. It's like he does everything possible to give Johnny Goodboy the chance to fuck him over. Like he has Johnny Goodboy over for dinner in his uh, you know thought machine that gives Johnny Goodboy all the knowledge he needs. And you know, yeah, that's like literally the. <laughs> scene in a Bond movie where it's like, I have you right where I want you, so I'm going to tell you my whole plan. Right. I want you... Yeah, yeah. I'm going to have you come to dinner where I'm going to explain how I will torture you and get all the information from you, Mr. Bond. But it's like, literally, here's the entire, you know, the entirety of our race's knowledge, because I don't think you can do anything with it. All right. Go get me some gold. You know, now that you we made that comparison, he seems to me like a slightly dumber version of, like, a sci-fi version of Goldfinger or something like his fucking plan is to rob Fort Knox or whatever. It's just so ridiculous. Like I'm going to buy my way back to Cyclo and get a big house. When was this book written? 
I think it was like it must be like the fifties or something. Well, I don't know. When Ian Fleming wrote Goldfinger, Alron might have gotten a copy while he was on his tax dodging sea cruise for ten years and got some inspiration. <laughs> what if aliens took the gold instead of a fat Dutch guy? Yeah. Well, that's what I thought was really funny too, <laughs> that the aliens or the, the cyclos, they're they're on Earth and they have all this technology, they're so smart apparently. But again, they're really stupid because they don't know that humans have been mining gold for a long time. And that, that like, there's whole places like Fort Knox and the Federal Reserve Bank that have tons and tons of bricks of gold just waiting to be taken, but they spend all this time mining the fucking gold. Yeah, but he doesn't want it in brick format. But he liked it when he got it in brick format. <laughs> After it was explained to him. Yeah, but he liked it after it got smelted, so clearly they do that before they send it back some in some fashion. They're really, really dumb. <laughs> That's the only thing it's you just, can say. But the, yeah, saying they're really, really dumb is like the ultimate explanation for all the plot holes in this movie. <laughs> that's, that's, the only thing you, that's the only thing that explains all those, that they're really stupid and it's a horrible movie made by John Travolta as part of his devotion to the little weird space fiction cult he's in, like, <laughs> Also, I, I admit the way I watched this movie, I didn't get the intro of the movie because the, the the streaming site I watched it from, it was like in German. So, yes, <laughs> I got so, that one too. Yeah, so like the the crawl at the beginning, like of the you know like what's going on here, was all in German. I was like, what the fuck? And then yeah. the, the movie's in English. So I I seriously have like I, I really don't give two shits. I downloaded this movie and I got like a riff tracks version initially. I'm like, how the fuck do I turn this off? At the start, and it was in German, so. <laughs> but except, fortunately, I had two audio channels, so I ended up, you know, not getting their commentary. I think the the, the audio track or the crawl at the beginning must just be like, you know, the years twenty two eighty five, and evil alien cyclos have taken all of the Earth's credit or something. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's. I mean, it's a horrible movie. So what's next? I know what's next. Okay. Let us compare a good movie with its really bad counterpart. Why don't we 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 do Dread versus Judge Dread? Okay. I never got around to watching either. Of because those. Dread oh, really? Dread is a great movie. Well, Judge, Justin doesn't want. Well, no, no. I'm just going to tell you that Dread is a great movie. I think you'll enjoy it. Judge Dread is you know more on the battlefield Earth side of the equation. So you might very funny though. Okay. Yeah. That's the one where his face mask is an X, right? Yes. Something. Okay. Yeah. You only see this part of him, or like this part. And he's yeah, a, I can, he has a frown the, all the time. The listeners are getting a great yeah. description of what you, you this only see the nose the nose down. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. There you go. The magic of audio. So Justin's gonna dress up as Judge Dredd next week. I can probably get some Oh no, people wouldn't cosplay that at OhioCon. Justin's last name is too long to fit on the judge badge. I yeah, think. that's true. <laughs> Little it, the badge is very small. It'll go to like, oh, you know, like football players who have like the long ass names like Hushmanzada or something like that. It like goes out to like the shoulders and like down the arms a bit. <laughs> Be like that. Okay, I mean, custom one. Maybe your badge would just say Justin M. <laughs> <laughs> judge Justin. I mean, yeah. here's your TV show. Yeah. Yeah. No? No. Okay. 
I think next week Judge Dredd then, or Judge Dredd and Dredd. Yeah. He's got to cure one of them with the other. Thinking next week it should be fine. Should be fine? Should be fine. Okay. Don't worry about it. All right. Judge Dredd is not about aliens, so you'll be happy. John Travolta was not involved. Okay, Tuesday. <laughs>